Hello and welcome to the Mixed Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Please check us out on Instagram and Twitter. You can check us out on Instagram at Pod. Again, that's Pod. And on Twitter, you can check us out at Rap. You won't regret it. All right. So for today's episode, we're going to be going over a project review, and that is Scary Hour 2 by Drake. We'll also be doing um, our Billboard Top 10 Rap Song Review for March 2021. We'll also be doing a hip hop song review, and that is Chica with Fairy Tales off of her Once Upon a Time project. And lastly, we'll be giving our opinions on the Grammy winners, best rap song and best rap album. So let's get into it. Yeah, I'm making a change today. The liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a role that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you. I'm only you. All right, that was Drake with What's Next off of his Scary Hour 2 project. So let's start with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on What's Next by Drake? I'm just so excited that he is back, that he released something um, starting off the year, right? This song was okay. Didn't really like it that much. Expected a lot more from him um, from this EP because he hasn't come out with like, I mean, the last stuff he came out with was some singing stuff, so I expected more. But this was an okay song. Uh, when we get into the when we get into more of the meat of the conversation, I'll give more of my input. But um, this is an okay radio song, little club song you can hear. But it's an intro, like say he's performing and is at his at a concert. This will be okay. He comes out, wants to play a newer song from a more recent song, and this will be one of the starters. This is not something that he'll play as a as an ending or closing song nothing toward the end so um this is an okay song all right really appreciate that malcolm so let's now move on to uh terrell terrell what were your thoughts on drake's what's next i'm gonna have to disagree with the first part that malcolm just said this was just a warm-up tune for the real album that's coming out soon he just giving us a little taste to expect for what we should expect in his later album that's coming out soon and like but i do agree with him he said best way to start off the year because it is because now everybody gotta step up their game and yours truly champagne poppy said that i'm gonna step up my game too so we're gonna see how this next album gonna be and i feel like that's gonna be the album of the year all right i appreciate that terrell i'm gonna jump in with my two cents just say that welcome back Welcome back to not just Drake himself, but welcome back to the rap. You know, his last project with all the singing, the R&B side, the rap side, it was, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea. This particular project gives me hope. Like I said, the, 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 this, the future is looking very bright for hip hop. If you got the king of hip hop coming back and he's showing his skills and that really matters in this particular cut, what's next is really nice. It's a great intro to a project that is solid. What more can you ask for? So let's move on to our anchor man, uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Drake's first cut off of his project? What's next? 
I have to uh, agree with what you just said about uh, Drake going back to rapping. It's a it's a pleasant surprise, and I, I think that's what we needed. The singing is okay, but you know Drake came out as a rapper, and he needs to stick to rapping. And you know, just like Terrell said, the first song was an intro, you know, a good warm up to the other two songs and what's coming later on this year. Yeah, that's definitely for sure there, Kev. I appreciate it. We're going to move on to the next song on the project, and that is Wants and Needs featuring Lil Baby. Yeah. Leave me out the comments, leave me out the nonsense, speaking out of context, people need some content, niggas trying to keep up, shit is not a contest, whipping bands concept, heaven sent, God sent, at least that's what my mom says, proof is in the progress, money's not an object, busy than a motherfucker, you know how my job get, barking up the wrong tree, you know how the dogs get, haven't fallen off. All right, that was Drake with Wants and Needs featuring Little Baby. I'll jump in with my two cents first and just say that Another solid track. Loved his verse. I thought that this was an opportunity for Little Baby to stake his claim as the second man in the game. You know, Drake right now, we all know is the king, but Little Baby could have really set himself up as the next in line. And I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to the younger people, but I don't know if he made that that transition to being the leader of the pack. I thought that he gave a okay verse, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that killer verse. All right. So that's my two cents. Let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Drake's wants and needs featuring Lil Baby? I love this song because this was the song that declaimed that, listen, I'm on top of the list right now. And you're going to have to work for what you want to get to be on my type of status. And he, he do got his right hand man, Lil Baby, to tell him, like, listen, Wherever my man is at, I'm at the same way as as him. So you got to look at both of us as royalty right now. So I love this song. This was that, like that battle song, like, yeah, we are here to claim what's ours. And Little Baby kept doing what he's doing, and he's going to always keep doing what he's doing. And Drake is just dropping down. Yeah, definitely no doubt there, Terrell. I feel you on that. Uh, let's move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Wants and Needs by Drake featuring Little Baby? So this is when I like to give my feedback. This was a song I liked a lot better than the first one. More of a a uh, uh, uh something I would put on my playlist. So um, I really enjoyed this one. Little baby coming on with this feature really um, was a good addition. And overall, this was probably the best song out of the EP, I believe. Other than the the um, I can't remember what the last song was. We'll get to it, but. Those two are my two favorites. So this was a stellar one. Love the uh, little baby feature. Yeah, definitely feel you on that, Malcolm. So let's move on to our anchor man, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on wants and needs featuring little baby? This is the uh, this is the Drake I love. The beat, the flow, and everything. Surprisingly, uh, a lot of people online were saying how little baby did better than Drake, and I and I don't see that at all. Like this is Drake's wheelhouse right here when he's rapping over beats like this and that flow that real long flow he has no one can touch him so there's little baby wasn't going to be have nothing little baby could have spit his best verse ever and it still would have wouldn't have been half as good as what drake just did so 
you know, each song, it just progressed very well. So, you know, like the first one was kind of warmed up a little bit, and then the next one just hit you. But then that last song was just, you know, I got to disagree with Malcolm, but we'll get to it. But I, I really like this. And, 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 you know, Lil Baby was a nice addition, but I don't know what people, how people can think that he was better than Drake on this song. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. Um, again, for me, I just... I didn't feel like little baby stepped it up. I'm glad to hear that you had read online that some of the, uh, you know, the Twitterites and so forth were feeling that little baby did better, but I don't know to each his own. So let's move on to the third uh, cut on the uh, project scary hours Two, And that is lemon pepper freestyle featuring Ricky Rose. Uh. Godfather with a gun full of snakes. Car Porsche trying to give away a wraith. Bricks ball trying to turn them in a base. Big boy, I mean, trying by the Braves. Courtroom selling like I'm in the opera. When it got it, now these niggas want to knock us. Bitches follow because they need a couple dollars. But it ain't no problem because a nigga. All right, that was Lemon Pepper Freestyle by Drake featuring Ricky Rose. So, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on this track? I think um, this one and Rick Ross, the Rick Ross, this one, this feature and the Lil Baby feature were the better of the songs on the EP. I kind of think that every Lil Baby, this is just backtracking, sorry, I'm not on topic, but backtracking to the last song, Lil Baby, every feature he gets on these days, he's better than whatever artist is is the main, the, whoever song he's featured on. I That's my opinion. A lot of you can go on and look on social media, a lot of people say the same thing. But moving on to Rick Ross, um, Drake feature, the song. I just love the pairing. This took me back. You know, they, they have had plenty, they have history together with, you know, plenty of singles that they've had and features that he he's featured on Rick Ross's song and Rick Ross features on Drake's songs. I mean, you know, it's always something I, I, I would love to hear. So this will be something I add on to my playlist. And uh, I just, you know, Hopefully we we get that type of sound. I want I, I miss old Drake, you know. So maybe this album will be more authentic and more more of him rapping and taking it back, you know. Yeah, definitely feel you on that, Malcolm. Uh, let's move on to uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Lemon Pepper Freestyle? This is one right now. This is my favorite collaboration of the year, and we three months in. I, let me tell you this: I'm not hating on Lil Baby, but that. That, that second song, that is what Drake is known for. Drake came out as a mixtape rapper, and he was he's great at that. So that second song sounded like a mixtape. This this song sounded like a mixtape, but then you give you give that 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 smoothness that fits Rick Ross, and Rick Ross starts off, and he's just flowing with that. You know, I mean, it just it just go like this is I I love this. Like, I love this song. And um, it was a huge surprise because I didn't think this would be the, the song I liked the most. But I, I, nothing against Lil Baby, but that Drake and, and Rick Rawls, if, if they did an album together, it might be five stars. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. That's um, what I've been saying is that, you know, Baby should have stepped his game up. So let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Lemon Pepper Freestyle? Now, whenever Drake and Rick Ross get on a record, it never miss. I repeat, 
it's never me. When these two duos connected, it's always a fire song. And you don't get get a lot of two. You do get a lot of somewhat two duos that just connect. But these two right here, they bring out the best of them. And just the title of this song was so smart because it's Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Why would you think they name it that when you know that Rick Ross got some ownership of Wingstop? And he said, let me go. And I, I know he has said something. Matter of fact, let me put this up the title to embarrass, to embarrass my company too. So it was like, I'm thinking it that way. And it was like so smart. And the song was so smooth. So now whenever I hear this song, I want some Lemon Pepper Wings. I'm going to go get, get some of Wingstop. But they never miss. They never miss. Yeah, definitely. I feel you on that, Terrell. For me, man, I'm telling you, this was the epitome of what we want hip hop to be. You know, two artists going in lyrically and riding the beat the way it should be. Production was clean. The samples were were amazing. And this was just a real strong, strong song. And I can't wait to hear what everybody's impression of the entire project is. So let's jump into that. And let's start with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on the entire project, Scary Hour 2 by Drake? I believe that uh, Terrell said this earlier, that this was just taste or beginning of what um what Drake's going to come out with later on this year. So that's what I'm really going to wait on. You know, I just, this album for me, because I just feel like Drake has not been himself ever since. I mean, maybe even ever since before, I can't recall what album, but um, it was, I think it was like him on the top of a, of a building or some on the ledge of a building. I can't remember if you all will know that cover, but ever since that album, um, I haven't think I haven't, I don't think he's been himself with music so i'm just high expectations similar to when lil uzi came out with his long-awaited two two project um album this past year so high expectations uh hope he comes and, and delivers yeah i feel you on that so let's move on to terrell terrell what was your overall thoughts on the project scary hour two by drake to be honest i love it i really do love it like i said it just gave us a taste of what's coming in the future and sky's the limit with, with with how he gonna do his album and stuff like he really's taking time to do this album so this i feel like this this album may be a masterpiece of him coming back from what he was doing before so we may get that old drake again and and he's just gonna stay on top of the list like he's trying to reclaim his title so i i just can't wait till the album come out definitely definitely feel you on that for me the project overall was something needed to continue the progress that we've been making throughout uh, the last year going into 2021. Uh, the ball is rolling and it is hopefully becomes, a, you know, an avalanche because it's what's needed in hip hop in order to help it survive. So I just believe that th there's nothing that can't be done when you have uh, artists willing to expose who they are as a as a as a individual and give their all in a project and i think that's what uh drake did in this he just gave his all and he pushed his producers to make tracks that he would really shine on and i think that's what happened and again i hope that little baby steps his game up because there's no reason he shouldn't be number two in line so you got to get at it so let's go to our anchor man, Kev. Kev, what were your overall thoughts on the Scary 2 by Drake project? A plus. If this is the Drake we're going to get later on this year, then 
there's no hope for anybody. I mean, everybody is working to be number two. That's if we get this, if we get this guy on this, this EP, everybody's fighting for number two. There will be no number one, but it has to be this person. It has to be what he wants. Um, one of the things that we never talk about Drake is that Drake is not a trendsetter. And, and I think that's a flaw. He could, he could, he could change the game if he wanted to. I mean, yes, the, the singing stuff is, you know, you kind of attribute that to him, but it's nothing that, I mean, I guess you can kind of say a lot of people picked up on it, but it was, you know, it's not his sound. Like everybody does it. It's like Drake doesn't actually have a, something he can call his own or something that, that puts him in like another league. You know what I mean? Like he's, I mean, he's, he's a legend now. And then like we're sitting here talking about three songs, like it's the next best thing, but these three songs are the next best things. Like, you know, no one right now has three songs is better than him right now. So once again, a plus, um, and I hope this is the, the trend he's setting for the rest of the year. So we can get back to, the actual flow and outside of the uh, the melodic singing stuff. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that, Kevin. That's what are we talking about? You know, he has the power right now that if his next project is as strong as this project to change where music is headed. And this is what I asked of him earlier in our um, platforms pro- uh, beginning. And I said, hey, we need the most influential people to step their game up. And I'm going to ask the same thing. I think that. Um, Meg and um, Cardi B and whoever else is super, super hot in, 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 the, in the youth's mind to step it up, push forward. It doesn't all have to be what the record company wants you to make. It can also, you could be daring, you could be courageous, especially once you've won Grammys and you've made millions, be, be, be bold. And I think that that's what uh, Drake has done with this project. So I really appreciate that. We're going to move on to our uh, review of Billboard's top 10 rap songs for March 2021. The funny thing is, we've already done the top three songs in the Billboard's top 10, and that is What's Next at number one, number two, Wants and Needs, featuring Lil Baby, and number three on the list, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, featuring Ricky Rose. Number four is Up, by Cardi B, which we've already um, reviewed. Number five is Mood, which is 24 Karat Golden, featuring Ian Dior, which we've already reviewed. Number six is What You Know About Love by our man Pop Smoke, which we've already reviewed. Number seven, Calling My Phone by Lil TJ, which we've already reviewed. And number eight, Back in Blood by Pooh Shiesty, which we've already reviewed. So the final two spots on the top 10 are Best Friends by Saweetie featuring Doja Cat. That my best friend, she a real bad bitch, got her own money. She don't need no nigga on the dance floor. She had two, three drinks, now she twerking. She throw it out and come back in. That's my best friend, she a real bad bitch, drive her own car. She don't need no lift in a strip club. No, my girl gone tip, now she twerking. She throw it out and come back in. All right, that was Saweetie featuring Doja Cat with the song Best Friend. So let's jump into it with the young people. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Saweetie's Best Friend? I feel like this is that, like, girlfriend song that you play with your best friend. And I just do girly dance for the day. It's an okay song, guy. 
don't really mind for it, but hey, she's making her money, making her song, and I gotta say kudos to her. I'm not gonna display about that, but she's not really my cup of tea. Okay, I feel you on that, Terrell. I was surprised. I thought Saweetie would be in your wheelhouse. So let's check in with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Best Friend by Saweetie and Doja Cat? Not a fan of either. Saweetie's a very attractive young lady. I feel like she has a lot of potential in the industry, especially uh, on business side. I feel like she can do her own thing, but Doja, um, not authentic at all. I think she's just here for the money. Don't really enjoy listening to anything she's really on. Maybe this is a bias, but um, couldn't enjoy this to the best of to the best I could that I wanted to, you know. Um, but I mean, I feel like this is a song that everybody will love when it comes on the radio or in the in the club. Some for the girls, so you'll hear a lot of it. But um, not a big fan. All right, that was two surprising opinions from the young people. So let's check in with Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on? Best friends by Sweetie. It's a it's a uh, it's a good club song. It's a good radio song. I mean, not my cup of tea per se. Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's geared more to uh, the females and and things that they like. The beat is not bad, but you know, you have these two uh, up and coming artists that are right now they're like a step up, step or two behind Meg and Cardi. So it's you know, if you're able to make some noise. You know, you got to appreciate that and run with it. But neither one of these two will be on anyone's top list at the moment. Okay, okay, okay. Um, For me, you know, I thought the production was clean and simple. I thought the young ladies rode on the the flow very nicely. And I'm going to say that, you know, I prefer this over WAP any day. I even prefer this over Hot Girl Summer, which had better production, more of a danceable production. But in general, if you you know go in and dissect the the lyrics and and, and the, the the abilities, you know the skill level of the people performing it, I thought that these young ladies really put it down. Um, I'm so surprised. I was not. I thought I would be the one with the 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 least. Uh, amount to say about them so now i got to try to come up with something else to say uh in in regards to this that is good because i again i thought that it was a pretty good production i'm not a huge fan of doja cat uh, but saweetie i think she has a lot of potential and i think that of the three she's the one least likely to be swayed by the record companies it seems like she is definitely going to get in. But once she's staked her claim, I think she's going to be one of the few that are going to really do what she wants to do. And that, and that matters to me. So maybe I'm a little biased based on that. Uh, but I appreciate everybody's opinion. And we're going to move on to the number 10 song on um, Billboard's top 10 uh, rap songs for March 2021. And that is Beatbox by Spodum Gotham featuring Pooh Shiesty. Run away, I'll carbon bean, knock your legs off. Try to get away from me. Had a stand off. Hit him in the spot. Knock his dreads off. My what is it called about it? I didn't name them random mouse. Thugging in my rebox. Ride with a T-shot. I heard he shot. Trucko make a big box. He made a shot. Tongue. Wore this bottle. Pick a car. Had a mask. All right. That was Beatbox by Spodum Gotham featuring Pooh Shiesty. I'll jump in and give my two cents right away and just say that this is what we don't want in hip hop. 
Again, I do know that uh, with the challenges and TikTok that this song has become viral. Uh, but the young man, I, I, you know, I don't know if he has a, a, a talent or not. All I know is that he's a street dude that was trying to get out of the streets. So he figured out a way to make something that could get him some money. Like, you know, for me, I don't believe that hip hop is a hustle. Hip hop is a lifestyle. And I just don't believe that he is fully in the lifestyle as far as the music is concerned. I think he just, he, he knew the right people. He was in with Lil Durk, I'm pretty sure, Pooh Shiesty and that crew. And they was like, yo, we can get you in. We can get you in the studio. We can get you on the radio. And that's what they did. And he put out this song. And, you know, I, I just don't think it has a lot of substance. I hope that maybe he grows from here and maybe he'll prove me wrong. But for me, the old head of the crew, it's garbage. So let's move on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Beatbox by Spodum Gotum featuring Pooh Shiesty? Not the biggest fan of Pooh Shiesty, but, you know, he's the up-and-coming guy, the pushed guy by Gucci Mane, but um, Spodum Gotum, he, like you said, was just, he's trying to get out the hood. You know, he has a few songs. He's has, he has a lot of songs. I looked on YouTube, I've heard a lot of songs from him, but it's just, I can't really understand what he's saying. He doesn't really articulate when he talks or raps. But I mean, that's that's how you that's what they sound like in Florida. But at the same time, there are other Florida artists, young Florida artists that he's been on songs with that I can understand them. So I don't maybe that's his gimmick. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, maybe it's, it's a hot song. You know, the beats crazy. TikTok has has this song running up the charts, you know, so. He is, he's on his way. I mean, once you get your song hot on TikTok, especially if you get a dance, and his thing's trending everywhere. So, I mean, hey, he's, he's up next apparently, but not a big fan. I think he's just a gimmick, but he's going to be successful with the gimmick. Yeah, what is the name of that challenge that he's doing? Anybody know the name of that challenge? It's called the Drill. Junebug Challenge. Ah, uh, the Junebug Challenge. Okay, yeah, it is super hot. He's got NBA players doing it. He's got, you know, uh, um, actors and actresses doing it. It is crazy. So I feel you. Um, I don't know. You know, let's uh, let's chime in with um, uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Beatbox by Spodum Gotum? I like the beat. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. And I'm done. <laughs> I feel you. I'm not gonna say it's hot garbage, but it's definitely in that range. Um, I mean, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's it's just kind of in that realm of where we're at. You know, um, some guys can um, put some words together, and they say, "Okay, I'm a rapper," and then other people can put some words together, and it it. it makes a statement or a message. This just sounds like it was, you know, they, you open up a dictionary, you pick some random words and put a beat over it, and that was it, so. Definitely, definitely. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, you know. Uh, but let's not leave out my main man, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Spodum Gotham featuring Pooh Shiesty's track, Beatbox? First of all, Homie look weird himself. When I see him do that, I'm like, no, he looks weird. Um, this song, uh, like I said, just another TikTok song that got famous and now it's going crazy now. And do I care for this song? No, unless I'm doing the challenge, but yeah. And Bushaishi, he, like I said, he's the next upcoming day and I'm hearing a lot about him and stuff. So just adding this on the list, on him, on this list songs, it just, eh, it's a hit and miss, but 
it's not on my it's not on my playlist, but yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that, Terrell. Again, if it wasn't for the viralness of the song, I would definitely be in the hot garbage range in my uh in my opinion, but it is what it is. And that is the Billboard's top ten rap songs for March twenty twenty. Now we're gonna move on to our a rap song spotlight and the song we're going to be spotlighting is fairy tales off of the once upon a time project by chica featuring the chicago kid yeah Stories with lessons and allegories that tell us about the world that could be. But I see no mention of bad shorties and niggas sipping on 40s. No heroes inside a book look like me. I don't ever want my childhood. No. All right, that was Chica with Fairy Tales featuring the Chicago Kid. I'm gonna jump in first and just say I've been talking about Chica for a minute. I, I heard her um, music last year and was just taken aback by it. She's in my realm of uh, your um, your Jean Grey's, your um, Tierra Wax, your No Names. She's the future of, of female rap for me. Uh, I think she's a young Missy Elliott because she can sing, she can produce, and she can split. She can spit straight fire. And the project to me was was on point. And uh, this particular song, I love that sample. She used a uh, uh, HBCU marching band sample, which you know that's all it takes for me. You throw them, you throw that band in there, and I got to have it. And uh, I thought it was a well put together, well produced track, and um, just excellent. You know, again for me, that's just me. I'm not gonna put my opinions off on anybody else, but if I could, I would. And if you did like that little bit of sample, please go out and check Chica. She is really, really what the, uh, female hip hop needs. So let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Fairy Tales by Chica? Like when you told us this week to listen to this album and stuff, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to listen to it. And I told, and that first song when I hit on, told y'all, I said, by far the best song I heard this year. And I listened to the whole rest of the album. I was like, oh my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for putting me on to her. Like like you said, she could be the next Missy Elliott. And I agree with you with that. The dedication, the heart, sweat, tears, how she made this album, how she wanted it to be, amazing. And I gotta say, kudos. Kudos. And I hope this is not just the the first, but I hope this is going to continue, and I hope this puts some fire on the ladies. Like y'all have to come with y'all have to come with original. It's time to go back to old school day hip hop, female hip hop. That's what we need right now with this generation class of female rappers, and right now she's in the lead. Yeah, definitely no doubt there, Terrell. I appreciate you saying that. Again, you know, you got to love originality. You got to love something different. You know, brag rap is awesome. Uh, strip club rap is awesome. All the all all forms and genres of hip hop are, are hot. It's just that you got to get more of something. You know, you got to get a little bit more of something because we're, we're being bombarded by brag rap. 
and and strip stripper rap and I'm, I'm i'm i've had enough give me something to balance it out and i'm hoping that chica's project will again i've been saying this push no name to get off the couch and get back in the game and give us some some good music and uh so now we're going to move on to malcolm malcolm what were your thoughts on our um spotlight a song fairy tales by chica i'm so sad that we weren't able to review the entire um the entire once upon a time but this was a one of several beautiful songs on this this um this album i believe or is it an ep not sure EP. but yeah the the horns would really do it for me you know the sample i heard in the background one time i was like what is this i had to turn on the shazam because i needed to know what what i was hearing had no idea that it was chica I've been told to do my due diligence on her for some time now. And now that I know that she um she has her production down packed, I'm most definitely gonna listen to more of her, you know. So she did a phenomenal job. All right, I really appreciate that, Malcolm. Let's move on to our anchor man. Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on Chica featuring the Chicago kids track Fairy Tales? I I hate to be the uh the one person that is uh whose opinion is totally different from everyone else's i thought it was all right um there's nothing to write home about i wouldn't recommend this song or this ep to anybody but and and i'm gonna I'm be honest with you i had a hard time like you know we try to find songs when we do uh albums to listen to and it took you know it was a, it took me i had to listen to this like the whole thing seven times just to change my perspective on it i like to listen to my stuff in the morning and the first two times I listened to it was in the morning, and both times I felt sleepy. It like I was bored, you know. I guess like the last two, the last two times I listened to it, it was like in the afternoon, and it wasn't. It was just. It was too smooth. It was just like too smooth, and like if she's the future, is I. I hope she's not the future. She's not the future in my eyes. Um, I mean, she. I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm not saying the songs are like terrible but it's just i mean it's like it's like I'm, I'm, I'm terrell made a point the other day on facebook and it it, it makes my opinion of chica it, it make it knocks and i knock chica down like a lot of pigs like if you'd asked me a couple days ago i'd have probably been like okay this is maybe three songs this song wasn't that bad but terrell said the other day he was like gibeon is has is the best r&b male singer right now and I listen to that album every morning. I mean, it's, it's nothing. That boy is the, the baddest R&B singer out there. Now, granted, Chica, you know, she blurs that line between um, the singing and the rapping and me looking at the Grammys and seeing how Anderson Pack, who is a singer, get a rap award. But then you got to hear why he got the rap award. And I'm like, okay, I guess Chica can't fit in that category, but. Chica can't touch Gibeon, and Gibeon is is blowing everybody away right now. So it it I, it hurt me to even say this thing is boring because I listen to his stuff. I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm upbeat. I listen to her stuff. I'm like I want to go to sleep. So that's how I feel. And if anybody wants to say anything to me, blame Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna just you know see if I can sway you just a teeny bit and tell you that Chica over her entire catalog, I will tell you. Her music is more happy hour music. Like you didn't had a tough day at work. You but, get but, into but, the house. 
Go ahead. And, and, and you know what, though? And, and I'm glad you said that because when I listened, like, my third time listening to this Once Upon a Time, I said, well, let me listen to her other stuff. And I knew that other song she had like a year or two ago. I remember that song. You know, my wife and my daughter said, no, you need to listen to, you know, the, the older stuff. And I listened to her older stuff and I still felt the same. It was very, very mellow, very yeah. calming and soothing. Yes. I, in the yes. morning, I don't, I don't in the need morning. No, in, no, in, no. in the morning, I need, I need upbeat in the morning. And no in, doubt. The, in the afternoons, I mean, like, you know, some, even sometimes in the afternoon, I still want that something to kind of, you know, push me just a little bit more. But like, if it was like eight, nine o'clock at night, me and my wife just chilling, drinking wine or something. Yeah, this is nice then, but I, I personally can't play this whenever I want to listen to something. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, I can tell you, um, uh, last week for me was a tough week, you know, tough work week. And Friday evening after traffic, believe me, coming through traffic, I was not listening to Chica. I, you know, was listening to something to get me through traffic. But once I got to the house, uh, changed my clothes and uh, got my, my, my drink and started preparing, you know, a little something to eat for the evening. And, and my wife and I were talking and that Chica came on, man, I felt good. It just made me feel warm inside. And that and that's what I know she has the range to do anything. That, I, I get that from all of her past music, but this particular project is just one that makes you feel warm inside, and that's what mattered to me about this project. That's why I put it so highly uh, up in, in my category based on the fact that how many of the female artists out there are doing music that really makes you feel warm inside? You know, like I, I, I like a lot of the, you know, I love the mulattoes and so forth, but their music isn't making you feel warm. It might get you height. It might teach you something about the street game or something like that, but it's not going to make you feel good about, you know, where you are in your day. And uh, that, that's no, I mean, and I, and I totally get that. And I totally get it. It's, it is for me, it's something you have to be in a certain mood to listen to. Yeah. No and, it, and it took me a couple days to get to that point to be able to appreciate it. But like I said, I, I don't think I could recommend this to anybody. Like like my personal opinion be like, oh yeah, Chica, go listen to Chica. I'm, no, it's like, I ain't mean, I'm not even thinking about it. Like if you wouldn't have mentioned it again, I probably would have forgot about it. Yeah, well, I'll be mentioning it every time she makes a project. I'll be mentioning it until my girl No Name gets off the couch and 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 gets back in the game because she's my favorite female artist right now. But you know, she's called herself in semi retirement. So until she decides to come back, I, I have to lean on these other artists. And uh, like I said, love Tierra Whack, love uh, Chica. Um, and, and, and there's a couple of other artists out there that I appreciate and I hope that they, you know, keep their game going. Um, but anyway, we're going to move on now to our conversation about the Grammy winners for 2021. And we're going to start with the best rap song, which was Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Motherfucker up 800 degrees Whole team eat Chefs cause she's a trench Ooh, She's so bougie bougie On Everton I'm a savage Had a tooth nasty Talk big shit But my bank account match it Hood but I'm classy Rich but I'm ratchet Haters kept my name in their mouth Now they gagging Ah Bougie He say the way that thing move is a move Alright and that was 
Savage, the remix featuring Beyonce. I'll jump in and give my uh, two cent and just say that, hey, you know, I think we had when we had this discussion, I said that she would probably with her momentum from last year that she would probably win this award. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that other artists didn't get a chance that I thought, you know, would have that I thought had given better projects and that this one had it had the momentum, but it wasn't the best song. And I'll leave it at that and we'll move on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Meg the Stallion winning with Savage featuring Beyonce? Did not um, agree with this. Similar to what you were saying, um, I thought that there could have been other artists that could have received this award um, that came out with better songs. This is not really a rap song. It's She repeats the same line majority of the time not really a big fan you know this is it is what it is whoever gets played on the radio the most um gets the most hype whoever's back the most is who support it so it is what it is i'm happy to see megan and beyonce get recognition by the grammy nomination and grammy awards so that's good good for them yeah i appreciate that malcolm i feel you too um you know the the bigger picture was a nice cut the box was another good laugh now cry later Rockstar. these were some solid solid efforts and uh, again i noticed uh you know 2020 was the year of the ladies uh, and and i'm not trying to take anything away from them just saying that there were some very good songs on this list not all of the songs that could have been on there were on there because there were even some better songs than these but overall you know, hey, she won and got to give her kudos for winning. So let's move on to Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Meg Thee Stallion winning with Savage featuring Beyonce? It was, you know, Savage is arguably one of the the top songs of 2020. Um, like it or not, um, you can't deny um, its appeal, its, its presence, and what the song was able to do. And plus, I mean, you know, Beyonce not big on you know collaborations like that for us but for her to jump on this was a was a huge assist to uh the meg and you know it's not too many times um they're going to go against beyonce so it was almost a lock what i had picked it probably not i have this uh renowned fandom for roddy rich i heard a uh a apple music unplugged on roddy rich it's i Roddy Rich stuff behind live music is incredible. And the box is, is just, I have found a new love for the box and I would have probably picked Roddy Rich. But, you know, it's Meg, you know, Meg, Cardi, Drake, those the three hottest artists, you know, in the game now. So, you know, beating one of them is like damn near impossible. So, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. All right. Yeah, I feel you on that, Ev. You know, for me, it's, it is what it is. She won. I just think that, you know, Roddy Rich definitely had a hot year last year between the box and his song with uh, the baby. I thought that, you know, one of those songs would have got in there, but it is what it is. So let's uh, get uh, Terrell to anchor this for us. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Meg Thee Stallion winning with Savage? Like, okay, so when I seen that Beyonce had came to it, I was like, okay, yeah, I know she was going to win an award or something, and it was uh, obvious, and but this song ran ran with it the whole of 2020, like, everybody couldn't get enough of the song, so like, 
you know any song that's featured Beyonce is going to win. So, and I like, I also like that they was out there for their daughter as well, which was also nice. So, and for her to be in there, she made history as the first first ever to have the most most Grammy wins from male, male and female. And I would say that was kind of nice also that she had that milestone as well. So, yeah, no doubt with that, Terrell. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to move on to our final topic, and that is the Grammy's Best Album Award, Best Rap Album Award. And the winner was King's Disease. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I made the fade famous, the chain famous. QB on my chest, master stainless. Amazing grace, I'm gracefully aging. Without masonry, I made more paper to play with. No rap in my playlist. Sold dimes on my day shift. So can I breathe? Can I walk? Can I speak? Can I talk? All right, and that was Nas with King's Disease, the 2021 Best Rap Album winner. Let's start with Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on King's Disease winning Best Rap Album? I'm, I'm very happy for Nas to finally get the recognition that he rightfully deserved. It's been a, it's been a long time coming. I'm not mad at it at all. I, I totally agree. It was King's Disease, one of my top five albums of the year, so... I, you know, they, he finally got it. I mean, he was up against some very, very tough competition, but he was able to overcome all that and, and take home the Grammy, which he deserved. And, you know, the Grammys got it right. I feel you on that, Kev. Definitely. Let's move in with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Nas with the win for Best Rap Album with King's Disease? For him to receive a Grammy... In 2021, exceptional. Very happy for Nas. You know, this is a a special, special thing because I didn't even think this was one of his best pieces. So I'm very happy for him. I'm excited that he gets to build from this. So we should be expecting another project. Not to, not to, it should be soon. Next year, two years from now, maybe, you know, at the latest. So I'm I'm very happy for this um, for hip hop. You know this will set some standards now. Who's winning Grammys? Nas. So get like Nas. Definitely feel you on that, Malcolm. Definitely appreciate that. Um, let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Nas with King's Disease winning the best rap album? I feel like the Grammys finally got it right. The Grammys finally got it right. This was a long time overdue for Nas to get in the Grammy. They missed they missed it a couple of years and and that was due to poor poor judgment or how they see albums or stuff, whatever. But I'm glad this year they made it right. They see the heart, sweat and soul that he been doing his albums for many years and I'm just happy I'm happy that he did win this rewards for all his hard work and i just it's never can't say it's never too late i just hope he keep on doing what he gotta do it do it and keep on making albums and keep on winning awards yeah definitely no doubt appreciate that uh terrell 
I'm just going to, before I give my two cents, I want to jump back in and see if we can remember who judged what I think I remember. I know, I know what my uh, prediction was and I, I wanted the allegory by Royce to five, nine to win. But I, I, I had a feeling that King's disease was going to win because Nas has been snubbed so much in the past. I'll go back and check with everybody else and see what, uh, what their picks were. Kev, Kev, what was your pick? I, I, you know, I, I said Nas will probably win. I was, I was, but I, you know, I said just to, to make things, I guess to kind of throw people off a little bit. Um, I wouldn't have mind seeing Freddie Gibbs, but it was, it was Nas and um, Jay Electronica was yeah, like I the think, first. Yeah, yeah the, those were the top two I had. Yeah, um, I was, you know, I was really leaning towards Nas, but it would have been nice to see Gibbs get it though. Yeah, well, you know, his his future's just started, so I think he'll definitely be back in there. And I've already heard he's got a new project coming out, so he's probably going to kill the game, if not this year, next year. The dude is solid. And uh, so, um, Malcolm, who did you pick for your uh, best rap album pick? I believe it was Nas. Could not pick Freddie Gibbs. I'm sorry, I'm just not a fan. You know, I spoke highly of this album um, when we discussed the... Um, back in 2020, the end of 2020, we discussed the um, nominations for 2021. I think I chose Nas highly. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And Terrell, definitely, I remember you picking you know, the the New York native as well. So, um, yeah. I think uh, I think everybody leaned that way, and uh, we, I think we're very happy to see him get this. You know, well deserved. Uh, the young guys like D Smoke and Freddie Gibbs will definitely be back. But the old heads, hopefully they'll get a chance. Again, I don't know how much more time Royce to 5'9 has. That's why I was really, really hoping for him. You know, this was probably one of his top three efforts that he's had in his career. Uh, Jay Electronica, we know that this is his first project in general. So maybe he'll come out with something in less than 10 years and he'll still be in the game or or whatever you never know with jay electronica but hopefully he'll put out something in the future it'll put it'll it'll definitely be grammy worthy and uh with that i'm just going to say that again kudos to uh, nas kudos to the grammys for respecting real hip-hop and with that we're going to finish up tonight uh and say that uh, we really appreciate you all listening like to thank you all. We look forward to hearing from you. You can get in contact with us with questions, comments at under a groove network at gmail.com. Again, that's under a groove network at gmail.com. That is our production company. And uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. Again, that's Mix Era Rap P-O-D. And you can follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. And we'd like to say thank you. We appreciate you. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>